It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You know, I don't know about you, but this is fun for me. I love this. But it's still January, you know. And in January, I told you last week, all month long, I'm still thinking it's the new year. Once February 1st hits, that's done for me. I mean, it's not the new year anymore. It's just the years. But all through January, I'm thinking of the new year. And this is a great time to make some significant adjustments in our lives. Oh, sometimes they call them New Year's resolutions, whatever. But it is a great time to make some serious adjustments, especially, mostly even, spiritual adjustments in our lives. I don't know if you remember, but last week we talked about the great... No, two weeks ago, the first Sunday of the year, we talked about the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. The, The verse on the wall up there. Have you ever thought about... I mean, do you give much thought to your own personal spiritual life? Are you living a life now that pleases God? Think with me now. You know the answer to that. Are you where you need to be spiritually? 2011 is your year. I mean, why not? This could be. There's no reason it can't be the best year spiritually you have ever had. We talked about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We talked about this this love for God that just that just overflows in us. You remember we talked about that? We talked about how foundational that is. As a matter of fact, we talked about the fact that everything is built on that love for God, that deep, sincere, honest love for God. Everything else comes from that. This sincere love for God that changes everything. And you know, God's love does change the world. God's love does change you and me if we let it. Where are you spiritually right now? Where God wants you to be? There is no reason why you can't say yes sometime in this year if it's not yes today. This year could be. The best year spiritually you've ever had. You see, God planned for us to love Him with all of our hearts. As a matter of fact, God built us, created us to work best as a human being when we love God with all of our hearts. That's how God made us. And when we don't love God with all of our hearts, when we aren't following Him in a way that pleases Him, we mess it up. Somebody say amen. Oh, we mess it up. Look at our world. We were made to love God with all of our hearts. And then everything else comes after that. Can I ask you a personal question? It's what I do. (laughs) Do you love God? Think with me now. Do you love God? Some of you are thinking about it. Not like that. (laughs) 
don't mean that. I'm tired of that. Let's move past that. Some people say, love you. Check in with you later. Get back to you when I need you. I mean, does that even, that, that make you sick? Makes me sick. But that's how many people treat God. I'm going to do my own thing and get back to you later, big guy. I'm not talking about loving God that way. I'm talking about loving God. I'm talking about a love that changes everything. God, I agape you. I love you just because it's you. Not because what you can do for me. That's just extra. That's icing on the cake. I love you because of you. God, I want to spend more time with you. I want to connect with you more. I want to love you more. Let me ask you a question. Do you love God? See, this is your year. 2011, this is your year. Love God with all your heart. Last week, if you will recall, <clears throat> we encouraged each other to, hey, hey, to, to make a decision. Just make a decision, some decision, now, in January, the first part of the year. Just make a decision that would help make 2011 the best year spiritually in your life. Every person sitting here today... Young, old, in between. Every single person. There is a decision that you can make to make this year better spiritually than it's ever been before. What is that decision for you? What is that decision? Would it be ask Jesus into your heart? Get saved? Well, that would do it. Is it seeking God with all my heart? And to have him fill me with his spirit, <laughs> that would do it. Or maybe it's simply this, to get started this year. Maybe it's simply making a commitment to come to church on a regular basis. In case you haven't noticed, not everybody does. Maybe that's at least getting you pointed in the right direction. It's not going to necessarily change everything, but it's getting you pointed in the right direction. It's giving you a chance. Giving your kids a chance to hear from God. You know that happens down at the church once in a while. We hear from God. But we also encourage each other in our faith. So maybe the decision you can make this year to make 2011 the best year spiritually in your life is to say, you know what, we're just going to be regular attenders to church. Now, maybe I better ask you what your definition of regular is. <laughs> See, I'm a preacher's kid. And I'm a preacher. My idea of regular is the big long thing of pins, a Sunday school pin. You know, you get the pin and perfect attendance. It goes way down. You, you remember seeing those things, those pins that they used to give when you had perfect attendance? That's more along the lines of what I think is regular. But that's just me. I'm sorry. Make a decision. Some decision this year that will help facilitate this year being the best year spiritually 
you've ever had. So, love God with all your heart. Make a decision. What about this week? What's up this week? Well, this week, we move over to the other side of the platform and we look at the Great Commission. You see, love God with all your heart. Make some kind of a decision this year, brothers and sisters, and go make disciples. That is found in Matthew chapter 28. If you'd follow along as I read, Matthew chapter 28, first book of the New Testament, last four verses in chapter 28. Matthew 28, starting with verse 16, says this. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the end of the age. Therefore, go. Make disciples. In other words, what Jesus is telling us to do is reach out, touch someone in the name of Jesus, do something. Let Him use you in the kingdom to make a difference in somebody's life. Use your influence, blessed by God, to influence someone to Jesus in 2011. You see, If it's your year, as a result, it could be their year. This is your year, brothers and sisters. This is our year as the body of Christ. Let's follow God in all ways. Loving Him, making a decision, and going and making disciples. You see what happens is this all flows together. You can't separate this stuff. Sometimes we want to live over here. I want to love God. I want to love you. I'm going to just sit right here because I like that. I mean, it's it feels good. I mean, you know, I can just bask in the love of God and all that stuff. But not many of us want to live over here, putting ourselves on the line. Speaking for Jesus, standing up and influencing someone for Christ when there is a chance they could reject you. I want to live over here where God loves me and God takes care of me and I just want to live here. You know what? It doesn't stop here. It starts here. See, we love God with all our heart and everything else flows out of that, including going and making disciples. You can't separate that stuff. It is clearly God's plan for his people to influence the world for Christ. It is clearly God's plan to do that. I mean, it is God's plan to use everyone except, um, let's see if they're here today, use everyone in the plan except... um, It's God's plan to use everyone except 
Well, let me see. It's in here somewhere. Let me look. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just, I know it's in here somewhere. There's, there's an accept there, isn't there? It's God's plan to use everyone. Ex- no, it's God's plan to use everyone. There's no one exempt from this. If you're breathing, you are to make disciples. It's God's plan. Why is it God's plan for everyone to be involved? Because everyone knows someone that doesn't know Christ. Everyone. And and so who's going to help that person come to Christ if it's not you? Remember Pastor Sandy? Boy, do I miss him. Pastor Sandy, what a man of God. You know what? He used to make me nervous about sharing your faith for, with, with people because he just expected me to do it every day. And if I didn't, he's going, what's wrong with you? I mean, that's who Pastor Sandy, anybody say amen to that? That's just who Pastor Sandy was. You know, before he left Fort Wayne to go to Texas, he got sick. And he was in a nursing home, rehabilitation center for a while. And then he went home and he had a nurse's, aid, nurse's aides come in and help him through the day. What they didn't know was, when they walked through his door, he had in his pocket, he showed me when I went to visit him, he had in his pocket pictures of Jesus knocking at the heart's door. He had in his pocket tracks to help people find Christ. I mean, the guy was sick. Who was he going to minister to? Mary? Mary, his wife, was already a believer. Who was he going to minister to? Whoever came across his path. You see, brothers and sisters, no one in the body of Christ is exempt from this. No more excuses. This is our year. This year, you and I should bring somebody to Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. I just finished reading a little book. Really good book. had a great title. The title is this. You are God's plan A. And there's no plan B. You are God's plan A. And there's no plan B. Oh, come on, Pastor Chuck. (laughs) Pastor Chuck, come on. I I can't. I mean, uh, I'm not equipped to. I mean, (laughs) I'm not capable. I mean, what I'm trying to say, Pastor Chuck, is I'm just ordinary. You know what the response to that is? Great! That's who God wants. God has always used Ordinary people to do the extraordinary work of the kingdom. Always has. God has always changed the world with ordinary folks that you look at them and you go, you mean you did that? No, God did it through me. Everyone, everyone is called to go. All of us. You see, The person, the one calling us to go is God. And when God is for us, who can be against us? Anybody know the answer to that? No one. All God needs is a willing, available vessel to fill and flow through. And then he does far more than we can ever ask or imagine. You are God's plan A. And there's no plan B. Come, Holy Spirit. (laughs) You want to say that with me? 
Come, Holy Spirit, fill this place. Fill each heart. Prepare us for service in your kingdom. Empower us to go. There's a story in the book. A story about Billy Graham. <clears throat> when um, Brezhnev was president of the Soviet Union, I actually remember this. Billy Graham went over to preach in Russia. You remember that? And he was criticized soundly for that. I mean, people said, why would Billy Graham treat the enemies of America and persecutors of the church with, with such courtesy and respect? Shouldn't he condemn the Soviet human rights abuses and their restraints on religious liberty? One critic even accused Billy Graham of setting the church back 50 years. When Billy Graham heard this, this criticism, he, he bowed his head and said, I am deeply ashamed. It was my intention to set the church back 2,000 years. You see, brothers and sisters, we have strayed from what God's original intent was for His church and His people. We have strayed. What you see going on in the church today, what you experience or have experienced in the church today, is not it for the most part. There is more to it. There is a deeper lifestyle. There is a greater commitment. There is more potential wrapped up in God's people than you see today. We're in a rut. We're in this deep rut. But the good news is, this is our year, Grace Point. It's time to break free, brothers and sisters of God, and become the church God has longed for us to be forever. And it will happen. Yes, it will happen when you love God with all your heart. And when you make some kind of a decision that will help make this the best year spiritually you've ever had. And when you say to God, Father, this year, here am I. Use me. That's true for me too. When we do that, <laughs> when we do that, come Holy Spirit, fill this place. Fill each heart with your love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. You see, brothers and sisters, God is all about people. For Jesus People are in one category, and one category alone. They are people to love. People you know are in one category, people to love, people to influence for Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Therefore, go make disciples. A couple things we need to think about when we look at the Great Commission. The first thing we think about was in verse 18. We don't go, we aren't called, we don't do it in our own strength. That's good news for me. Because in my own strength, 
not capable. I don't even want to in my own strength. But with God, (laughs) all things are possible. We don't go in our own strength. Look what Jesus says right before he said, therefore go. In verse 18, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So before he tells us to go, he reminds us that all authority in heaven and on earth, I mean, is there any more? That's it. All authority possible has been given to Jesus Christ. And in that authority, in that awesome authority, he sends us out. He says, go. Then look what he says after he says, therefore, go. Look what he says. He says in verse 20, and surely... I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus commands us to go make disciples, but we go in his authority and with his presence. You see, brothers and sisters, with Christ, with God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Jesus said, I will be With you. Therefore, go. We don't go in our own strength. That's good news. Second thing we need to remember, keep in mind, when we we think about the Great Commission, when we think about anything that God's calling us to do, the second thing, we can sum it up in one word, prayer. We follow through with the Great Commission. We live our lives on our knees. Yes, we do. Oh, oh, you don't? You're living pretty dangerous there, aren't you, brother, sister? We live on our knees. Matthew 9, verses 37 and 38 says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his field. Ask the Lord. Become people of prayer. May this become a house of prayer. See, nothing significant happens as we go unless or until we pray. See, I'm committed this year more than other years. I'm committed not to take one step in my life without prayer. How about you? Not to take one step, not to make one decision, not to say one word even without God. 2011 is our year. This is it. This is the year that we really become the church God has called us to be. I mean, why not? This is the year that you become the person that God has called you to be. This year, the best year spiritually you've ever had. You know what happens then? <laughs> this is good. When it becomes, when it is your, when it's the best year spiritually that you've ever had, then you become more equipped to influence others around you for God. Father, help us. God, help us to become people on our knees as we seek ways to minister in the name of Jesus. Let's take a moment and practice. Father, we just take a moment and bow before you. We ask, Lord, that you would prepare our hearts. 
Lord, only you know what 2011 holds for us. Only you know what we'll go through this year. Only you know whose paths we'll cross this year. And Lord, some of them you are wanting us to speak to in your name. And so, Lord, would you prepare us? Would you guide us? Would you fill us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Therefore, go make disciples. Love God with everything you have, with every cell in your body, and in the authority and presence of Jesus and the power of the Spirit. And allow God to use you to touch people in His name. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Have you ever said that to God? Here am I, Lord. Use me. And this year, when God uses you to minister to someone and they come to Christ, you know what we're going to do? We are going to celebrate by baptizing them into the Christian faith. We're going to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we are going to rejoice together. This year is our year. Therefore, go. The last thing as you look at the Great Commission is, it's not enough or it's not over when you bring someone to Christ. What happens then is we teach them to obey everything God has commanded them. We teach them what it means to follow in the footsteps of the Savior We already have things in place, even right now, for people to plug into who are seeking God with all their hearts. They're trying to figure out what it means to follow Christ. All through this year, we're going to have places that you can plug people into as they try to learn what it means to follow Christ and grow in their faith. We even have a a, a sheet out on the back table there that, that explains right now what's happening for people to plug into. Teach them. To obey all things that he has commanded. Brothers and sisters, at this point, I wonder, what are you thinking? See, because you are God's plan A. It's God's will to work through you. That's the pastor's job. Nope, nope, nope. That's your job. You are God's plan A. And in order for you to be effective to what God is calling you to do and to be, you must love God with all your heart. You must make a decision. Make some decision that would help make this the best year spiritually you've ever had. And say to God, God, I'm here. I'm available. I don't understand it. I'm afraid. But I'm available to you, Lord. I trust you. Use me. Here's the challenge this year. This is the challenge for us this year. Every person, every person at Grace Point This year, the challenge is, the call is, the commission is to bring one person to Christ this year. That means you. That means you. 
Pastor Chuck, I'm not even a Christian. All right, then the first person you bring to Christ is you. Take yourself by the back of the neck and take yourself and bow before the Father and say, Father, forgive me. Invite Jesus to come into your heart. Then go make disciples. Brothers and sisters, this year, everyone at Grace Point, this is our year. I'm asking you, God is commanding you to go make disciples. Who is it? Who is it that God wants you to influence for Christ this year? It doesn't matter if you don't have the right personality. It doesn't matter if you're shy. It doesn't matter if you're not good with people. God knows all of that. And He still wants to use you. That's what makes it amazing. Would you allow Him to use you this year? Don't blow this off. Don't say it's not for me. It's for everyone. So here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you, starting today, to pray and ask God every day, or when you think about it, ask God to help you as you cross paths with people to use you to bring someone to Christ this year. Put it in God's lap. Would you just say, God, I'm here, I'm available. Nervous, but available. Would you use me today, Lord? Prepare me for what's to come. Give me the words. Help me to bring someone to Christ. Would you just at least do that? If not, why not? You are God's plan A. I am God's plan A. Love God. There's a novel idea. Make some decision that will move you in the right direction toward God. And say, God, even though I don't feel worthy, even though I don't feel prepared, use me. Use me. On this altar here, I put the stack of the yellow cards few years ago, you, many of you, put names on those yellow cards. Names of people that, you want to, that you're praying for to know Christ. We pray for them every Wednesday night and other times too. There are people that have come to know Christ because we prayed for them. Maybe the person on your mind is not on the list. Maybe they are. But what I'm asking you to do this morning is to just start now and pray. Maybe you know the person. Maybe the person is in your mind right now that you're going to pray and ask God to help you influence this year. If not, ask God to give you a name, to give you someone, and pray them into the kingdom. So as we bow for prayer this morning, perhaps some of you would like to come forward and seek God in the area of who it is that God wants you to minister to in His name. Maybe you want to come and pray again for the name on a yellow card. Maybe you have a need that you want God to deal with. You know, bring it to Him again as we bow for prayer. As we prepare our hearts, you come. God bless you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.